The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 310, Derek and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. I'm doing okay. okay. Mine was blown watching a bunch of Star Wars tonight. <sighs> I got two of the three episodes in because I totally forgot Bad Batch was a double, double episode. But next week, we are going to do a Bad Batch season recap. Maybe do a, a catch up on a quick catch up on Mandalorian. Um, so we should be able to get caught up next week, but, uh, we're going to do a bad batch, definitely a bad batch season recap next week. But before that, check out the homepage, wikiradio.net, support our friends like Biddy Boomers, use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase of great Bluetooth speakers. Uh, Rebel Sabers, use code Wookie for 10% off all your Saber needs. Um, and Zoe and I... And Melissa, when we went uh, during Zoe's spring break to studios, we took our, our sabers with us to Galaxy's Edge and got pictures. And we posted them on uh, on Instagram, actually. So, um, also to Red Flag Workshop, use code SMUGGLER3 for 25% off your purchase there. And again, be the first to show us on either Twitter or on Instagram that you have used the code and you can win an exclusive Wookie Radio Remove Before Flight keyring. You'll only get it from us. You will not find it on Red Flag Workshop's website, but it was made by Red Flag Workshop for us. Um, and then finally, toink.com. Use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your purchase. And you too can get your Toink Pick of the Week, which I know down here we're... We're really starting to think about the beach and the warmer weather because we've had highs in the 90s down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh. We laugh at y'all too. Oh, uh, yeah, we finished what you're doing there. This week's point pick of the week is the Star Wars Chewbacca 30 by 60 inch 
beach towel. Cool. And it's a it's actually a cool looking towel. I I may have to try and get one of these for myself when I go to the beach because my family we pay we buy every year the uh, the annual pass to the Cape Canaveral National Seashore. It's a national park. So you got a paid for the beach. Uh, this one it, it's uh, part of the Cape Kennedy Cape Canaveral stuff, and it's a national park. Okay. So, um, but it's it's actually super nice beach and depending on which parking lot you go to uh you can see some of the launch sites over at the kennedy space center cool so yeah really really nice area but i mean it, it's what well, we, you know one time admissions 20 bucks annual pass is 40 bucks good for 13 months go twice it's paid for itself and the family we go quite a bit we go like four or five times a year so we get our money's worth out of it so um so yeah I might have to see about getting a Chewbacca beach towel to take with me to the beach. Yeah. So yeah, you were talking about having it starting to warm up in Florida there. And <laughs> I thought it was starting to warm up here. Some, uh, I got out of work today. It was like 50, 53 degrees, somewhere like that. It's starting to warm up and getting nice days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to go out about an hour later. These winds blow through and all of a sudden it's like 39 degrees and snowing. Yep. <laughs> we still have a lot of snow on our ground. See, I don't have any on the ground, but it was, yeah, it was like a really wet snow rain mix. Mm-hmm. Like an hour after it was 55 degrees. Yeah, we're, we're the same. We, um, yeah, totally lost it. Oh, uh, we got a new group at, at the Canada stage at Epcot uh, from, from the Magdalene Islands in northern Quebec. And um, they came down, they had snow, and it was like 26 degrees with overnight lows of minus one. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to have usually. Not right now, but <laughs> we had like three days of negative temperatures and that was it. It's been a weird year. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else has been having winter, but not us. It's weird. Like California and stuff are, is getting snow. Oh, I'm going to say too. I, I've been trying to treasure it and make it last as long as I could. I'm finally drinking my Norca root beer. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to go down to the store and get a couple more. <laughs> uh, rub it in. I don't know why it took you this long. I think I finished mine in the first week. Because <laughs> I treasured it. I really did. I love the cherry the cherry strawberry. I really like that one. It's got a really nice flavor to it. Uh, the orange wasn't too bad. Uh, I didn't do the ginger ale. I'm not a big ginger ale fan, but Melissa and Zoe loved it. Oh, um, I love ginger ale. I'm, I'm really digging this Norca, uh, the, the root beer. I want to try their lemon lime. I don't remember if I've had it or not. I wish they would bring back the old grape recipe. I would love the grape, but I've been on them for years for that. But speaking of, um, let's talk a little collectibles before we get into last week's episode of Mandalorian. Um, celebration right around the corner. And let's see. Hasbro has a loaded schedule for theirs, and they were, they're going to be revealing at their panel more than 20 Black Series and vintage collection figures along with available in 2029 and a new line of indiana jones toys inspired by new and old stories uh they will have the samples of these figures available at their booth which is in 200 everything i've been reading is yeah it'll be five vintage collection figures and 15 black series figures Uh, but of course they're exclusive it's going to be the darth vader uh colored or inspired by the revenge of the jedi poster so vader in red tones red and black tones Hmm. which we've talked about this this would be great to have uh this is a vader i would love to get i think derek when you and i were talking about it you said you would love to get it as well yeah 
um, up next, Heroes and Villains is following up its Rebel Scum apparel, the new one, new Rebel Scum apparel with new Sokotano merch that will be available at Celebration Europe. Uh, the collection features a cropped leather jacket, a tan knit dress, blue lounge pants, and a tie and a cropped t-shirt. Each piece features Ahsoka's iconic Liku. Uh, Heroes and Villains booth will be at Celebration Europe number s440 and they will have these 40 pieces and more than four are these new pieces and more than 40 other items available including exclusive t-shirts so i will say i i've been digging my star wars uh star destroyer slingback it's been perfect for the parks absolutely loving it still wish i was able to get the tuscan raider one but loving this one too uh, up next, I had it from Star, oh, StarWars.com. Mandomania, uh, the new line of stuff that has been introduced, uh, like with Hasbro, the Pike, a Pike soldier in Black Series. It looks kind of cool. Nice looking sculpt. Um, on top of that, they also introduced, this is a set that I want, and we've talked about this, multi-packs we would want to see, Tuscan Raider multi-pack. Oh yeah, and this has in the multi pack because we we talked about this when um when the black series figure was announced. Like, where is it in the vintage collection? Well, it's in this multi pack. One of the figures is the Tuscan Chieftain. I, I want the set. This is a nice looking set. Uh, y'all are going. It'd be nice to see it too. Give me a second. I apologize. It's been a crazy day, crazy crazy couple weeks. And I think I gave y'all a heads up. I was gonna barely make it make it on on time for tonight. That's that's the set. Okay. Uh, and of course, those were the big two announcements. Uh, the, there was also a Yoda lightsaber, I think, also announced. Remember, right? Those were the big, big three thing. Uh, it's one of those lightsaber forge sabers for Yoda. And I what think, an Hasbro announcement? Yeah, it, from Hasbro. Yeah. Yeah, they have it down there. So uh, and more from the mission fleet. Well, that, that that's all from last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all last week's. Um, because the Lego spider tanks in there as well. But uh, from Dr. Squatch, Mandalorian-themed soap. I'll have to order some of this. <laughs> There's Beskar Tar, which is an oatmeal and sand heavy grit bar, and a coconut oil, Force Fresh, which I, tried. I cannot do because Melissa's allergic to coconut. Uh, I've tried um, the other soaps that they've had from Star Wars, and they were, they're really cool. Obi-Wan and the Darth Vader ones are really cool. The oatmeal and sand one wouldn't be interesting to try a heavy grit. I, I know there are times, especially since I've had my, my surgeries, I've got a lot of dead skin. And that's, this would be good to, to help exfoliate some of that. Yeah. Um, the In Star Wars, The Old Republic, there is a new bounty to acquire as the Mandalorian Nomad armor arrives with game update 7.2.1. Cool. I and, had an account for a while ago. I've just not really played at all. Yeah. Um, then there's a Grogu porcelain sculpture by Laradro or Ladro. It's, it's okay. And then from Mattel, it's a Target exclusive, a Grogu Easter plush. <laughs> it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the vintage collection. Um, Black Series. Oh. Targets are on site. It's all here as we discussed. <sighs> I hate I the fact hate that, that I should have double checked these comic book.com links before I got 
further because y'all don't hear them, but I get the video clips starting right away. Oh, yeah. Like the one that just happened. Mm-hmm. Derek, stay away from comicbook.com. There is spoilers all over in the headlines. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, and then on top of that, uh, there it used to be you used to be able to go onto the site, disable, and continue without disabling ads or and disable ads with no problem. Now you have to you have to it, it's being forced. Um, but from apparently uh, Hasbro is doing a huge code, uh, huge huge sale for their March Mayhem of Black Series stuff, and you can even get free shipping if you use the code free ship at checkout. Ooh, I have to. I have Hasbro Pulse on my phone. I'll have to look and see what they got. Right now, the only things I am... I wonder how they come up with that code. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of marketing. Um, I would love to get Zoe the Bo-Katan helmet. Uh, she, she likes characters. She likes the helmet. Me, I would love to get some of the Rebel Pilot helmets of the Black Series until they do either a Shore Trooper or an Adat Pilot helmet. And then those are going to go up on my list. Neither one of those has been done as far as I remember. But yeah, supposedly sale going on on Hasbro Pulse. Uh, oh, hey, the Afro Black Series figures are available. Yeah, the new comic figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's on my list. On my list. Uh, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, so going back to celebration news. This is black mold in your ice machine. Oh, no, not black mold in my ice machine. I wish there was a way I could just mute this without it muting you guys. Um, celebration uh, is going to reportedly be announcing three new movies, which we have no clue what they're going to be. Which means those movies will not be made. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, it was revealed that co-writers Damian Lindelof, Justin Brett Gibson, both have departed their project. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, Peaky Blinders, Stephen Knight brought on to rewrite the script. Additionally, there have been talks of a film directed and co-written, possibly starring Takia Watiti. Uh, Takia Watiti. It's Taika Watiti. That too. That too. <laughs> potatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, whatever. Okay, Mickey. Thanks. <laughs> and that's Mickey. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know, fellas. I got a bad feeling about this. You and me both. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, uh, there, there's really no other talk of um, what these other films. I mean, it's an interesting the story that they're doing, but then they're going, then they beat around the bush about it. It's just well, there, could be, there could be movies announced at Celebration. Uh, well, let's see. Star Wars I'm- Convention. Run by Lucasfilm. I got a prediction just in case, just in case, and we'll see. that um, If they announce any movies, I think one of them may actually be a post-sequel trilogy movie. Yeah. A continuation of the story after the sequels. That is one of the uh, Three, one of the movies two, that has supposedly been in the works. So we'll see. Yeah, remember uh, Favreau was talking about that, that they're looking at where does the story go. Mm-hmm. So they may be ready to announce one of those. We also um, one of the major rumors out there is that there's something happening in the High Republic era. And yeah, the acolyte is already going in that area, but. There's a chance that we got a movie coming in that general vicinity too, and um, I would not be surprised if it wasn't a um, I don't know what you could call it a Mandoverse movie that'll tie in the um, Pharaoh Filoni stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's been rumors that, that be Man- three movies. There, there's been a rumor that Man- Mandalorian could appear in a, a feature film. Yeah. In a supporting role, not as a feature, but as a support. So, um, but then again, the three movies that they announced maybe a trilogy. <laughs> this is 
true, too. It's true, too. One trilogy of movies, there's your three movies. Mm, possibly. Possible. Possible. Um, Gaming-wise, there is rumors of a new game coming based around I- Ewoks. <laughs> According to the I rumor, is, Battlefront 2's Ewok level was awesome. The game. Yeah. <laughs> Ewok hunt. I haven't played it. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. But you basically start off hunting Ewoks. When you die, you become an Ewok hunting the um, troopers. <laughs> and it's actually more of a survival game to try and get onto the shuttlecraft. Yeah. The troopers <laughs> are trying to get away. You got to stay alive long enough to get away. You can't see, but the Ewoks can see in the dark. Yeah. I didn't realize Ewoks had night vision. They're radioactive care bears. Of course they do. Uh, the game is going to be like Pikmin, P-I-K-M-I-N, but with Ewoks. <laughs> I am not familiar with this game. You're not yeah, familiar with Pikmin? No. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a Nintendo game. It's, uh, it's kind of a weird little game where you're uh, like this tiny little astronaut, alien astronaut, and... You crash land on a planet, and you have these little Pikmin that are um, creatures that are—I think they're born out of plants or something like that—and you you use them to um, go around and gather up supplies for you to repair your ship and stuff. Oh, okay. It's a pretty cute game. <laughs> it sounds like this could be interesting then with Ewoks. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to picture it. Trying to picture it. If you do something wrong, do they turn around and put you on a barbecue spit? No. <laughs> I mean, the Ewoks do that. Oh, the Ewoks, maybe. <laughs> uh, apparently, this rumor was shared on Reddit, uh, which, you know, take it for what it is. But uh, sometimes on Reddit, more out, out of left field a rumor is, the more believable it is. But it could be something interesting that comes out of Celebration. Just have to see. Yeah, Celebration is only a couple weeks away. Um, apparently a new character has been announced in a character name has been announced in Ahsoka. Uh, apparently Mark Ralston's character is named Captain Hale, H-A-L-E. I love how they make a big noise, think, or, um, big noise about, Hey, we know this name. It's not a name you've ever heard. You have no idea who this character is, but that's <laughs> his name. Here's the name. Yeah. Uh, this is Joe Bob. Who is he? I don't know. We're not going to tell you any of that. We're just going to say it's Joe Bob. You know, Joe Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Hill isn't the last name of an obscure character that's been previously introduced. It's likely it's a new character original to the series. That's why they gave you the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's a character you're going to recognize, they're not going to tell you he's there. Yep. Right. We don't even have a, a start date yet for Soka, do we? Premiere date. Uh, some point this year. I think it's estimated for May. Some point this year. Again, Mando is the end of April, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, um, late May, early June. I'm I'm expecting we're going to be awesome, but it's not happening. I'm expecting announcement at celebration. Well, yeah. I'm feeling more like it would be a fall, a fall thing. Late summer, late summer, even Labor Day weekend. I I thought Soko was going to be the next one up. It it is. It is, but I still think it's going to be late summer, possibly fall. I think fall is going to be uh, Skeleton Crew because that's supposed to come out this year too. I've not been paying attention. What's the next Marvel series? Do we have one coming? Loki. Loki was supposed to be next. And do we have any idea when that's being dropped? No. No. Uh, Secret Invasion is also. I think Secret Invasion is supposed to be out before Loki. I believe. Yes, I believe Secret Invasion is. 
although we don't have an official date on any of them. So I thought no. that was supposed to be a movie. No, seriously. No, no. Um, the movie is Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yes. But you can hear all about that, including Ike Perlmutter's firing today, mm-hmm. tomorrow on, oh, when when I record with Kylan and Eric over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. I was going to say, you didn't record yet, right? No. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm waiting to see how much more is coming in Order 616. <laughs> but from what I'm hearing, not a lot of love lost seeing Perlmutter go. Nope. Um, now, the Acolytes, Jody Turner-Smith, reveals details about their character. Um, according when speaking with uh Collider, Turner Smith explained what sets the X Light apart from their past work, citing its darker tone. Obviously the subject matter is different. It's different when everything you're doing is lighthearted. And that's not what I was doing for Star Wars. But I was working on my working with my favorite director that I've worked with so far, uh Koganada, and under the leadership of Leslie Headland. Um she is not playing a Jedi. In fact, she told Colander uh, that she didn't get to wield a lightsaber at all. Um, I didn't get to use a lightsaber, but I did not to get to use a lightsaber because I'm not a Jedi. So interesting. Very. And then my final story before we get into our mission debrief for this week or debriefs. Um, young Jedi adventure shorts introduce younglings Kai, Liss, and Dubs. Really? It, it. All right. I'm assuming with the way they spell Liss, L-Y-S, potential female character. Maybe. And if so, it now means Melissa has a, a Star Wars character. <laughs> I get a stormtrooper. Zoe has Jen Arso with Stardust, because that's her nickname. And Melissa gets a young Jedi. Um, there are three digital shorts available on Disney Junior's YouTube channel. Uh, and you get to know about Jedi Kai, Liss, and Nubs as they train at the temple on planet Tino. Liss, a blue skin Pantoran, is quick and knows all about cre- all about creatures. The Puba speaking Nubs is a fur- furry and small and smaller than the rest, but strong. And Kai, the team leader who will one day join his friends to become Jedi. Uh, the series premieres on May 4th on Disney Junior and Disney Plus. I'm I'm kind of actually excited for this. because I'd be curious to see, one, it's Star Wars. I'm curious to see what this is about and see how this could potentially be brought into content at the parks even. I bring them back, you know, potentially the Jedi training, uh, the, the Jedi, Jedi training uh, trials of the temple type thing. It, it, I think it'd be an interesting thing to see. And yes, I just saw it. Liss is a blue Pantoran female. So, okay. I'm uh, I have to tell Melissa, she's got a, a young Jedi with her nickname. Um, so that's all I got from gentlemen. Here's what's around the holonet, which J seven, you're a l- really slow on that. All right. Here are the mission debriefs. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but we got us an incoming signal. I'm sending it to your data pads now. Okay. I, I think he's got his signals crossed. But uh, like I said, we're, we're going to do our mission debriefs. Uh, we're going to talk last week's um, Mando and Bad Batch. And prior to show, when we were talking in our group chat on our mobile devices, Eric said he had a lot to say about last week's Mandalorian. Yes, I do. So I will let you begin. I will let you begin. But there's nothing happening on that show. (laughs) Um, yeah. 
I'm sorry, but I have to be honest. Uh, I was not happy with the last episode. It was, for me, it very much felt like a filler episode. I really didn't see the point in it. And especially being that it was so short, it just, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I just, I did not enjoy the episode. Okay. And I'll just start with that. And then, you know, I'll say uh, whatever else I have on mind as we go on. Okay. Yeah, why don't you... Uh... See, I, I liked it because um, we got some of the... or uh, I like the um, filling in some of Grogu's backstory, finally figuring out how did you get out of the temple. What's the yeah, that was fine, but that was only like, you know, that was very brief. Yeah. And the other stuff with the Mandalorians where they had to rescue the kid, I think that we kind of needed that to... Um, I don't think set we up. Coming up well, it sets up for other things that are coming up. Is the thing without that, other things don't make sense as much. Yeah, I can see where it looks like a filler until they keep going. You know what I mean? It's it was a writing checks episode, if that makes any sense. Okay, well then uh, I assume there's some payoff in the next episode. There's payoff for all kinds of stuff in the next episode. What do you think, Mike? Are you thinking that you seeing that too a little bit? Yeah, um, I think this episode. While I I agree with Derek, it's filler, or as you said, it's a it's a paycheck episode. Um, for for me, it definitely, if anything, it it really brings on um Okatan a little bit more, yeah. and and some of the internal strife that she's going through. Sure, but I think it could have been done in a better episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the one thing with this also is um. You got. We got to um, remember. It, it reminds some of this reminded me because watching this and then seeing other people talking about what's going on reminds me of the fact that Bo-Katan has actually been. She was actually a member of Death Watch, the original Death Watch to start with. Right. She's worked both sides. She's worked as Death Watch. She's also worked with her um, sister with the um, pacifist movement. She's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that she's moving um, with her helping Dinjarin. And getting washing bathing in the um, sacred waters. Now all of a sudden she's back with Death Watch again. Because for all intents and purposes, the children of the way are the Death Watch or children of the Watch. Yeah, they're the current incarnation of Death Watch. Yes and no. They they have taken the ideals of the Death Watch and become a cult. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say more about a camp without going into this week's episode. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the hard part about trying to recap last week is there is so much bleed over into this week's. We should have. Yeah, we should have um, done this before we watched this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did like um, the fact that Grogu's got another piece of armor. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, that was nice. And I found that interesting, too. Uh, yeah, that they're actually taking him in hit that as far as the um, the Mandalorians are concerned, he is going to their their plan is to train him as a Mandalorian. Yes. He does put that kid in his place. Oh yeah. <laughs> but seeing the duel, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, eh, that's another thing that I didn't like. The way they were training was weird. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like the type of training that you expect for No, not at all. Like I don't I was confused about why they were just shooting at the water. Like I get target practice, but there was no targets. They were just shooting at the water. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I did enjoy Grogu trying to get the stone crabs. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. So and I love the fact that when they first show that, it looks like he's actually using the force to move those. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Which we've seen it all earlier in this that we think it that's what it is, and then um they start moving on their own, like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, but when he's levitating them, yeah. That's him using the force. It wasn't them moving. That's the one thing I do like about this so far is the fact that um Grogu at this point has had two years of training with Luke. Plus he's at his age, he had some training before. So um that two years with Luke, you see he's way more advanced than he was. Yeah. He's actually using the force, oh, yeah. even though he's not a Jedi at all. I I found it interesting the whole time that uh, the coven was out trying to rescue the kid, which would come find out is Pre Vizsla's son. Paz Vizsla's son. Paz Vizsla's son. Um, that, you know, the armor takes Grogu in and, and tells more the story. And the and the, the beating of the, the hammers triggers the, the memory again of, of Grogu and how he survived Order 66 at the temple. Mm-hmm. And um, very pleasant. I don't know about you guys. Very pleasant surprise on who who the actual Jedi was that got him out. And it's Killian Beck, played by um, Ahmed Best. And it's the same Killian Beck that we see in the Jedi Talent Challenge game show. Yeah, it's cool seeing Ahmed Best and all, but well. I can't really say it was a surprise because it was kind of spoiled before I saw it. But yeah, that's why I told you to stay away from comicbook.com. It'll spoil the cameos and stuff from this next episode. It's more than just comicbook.com. I know. <laughs> it's very hard. It really is. Yeah. There was a time when people would give you 24 hours. I know. And it, it's not just that, but why, like you said, why, why do they have to put it in the headline? Click. Well, the headlines here are all saying, Someone spoiler gets a look, new look, and you know and it just says spoiler. It doesn't even say the name, but it's still it's like one of those what? Yeah, or like well, I can't say it without spoiling it anything already. But but well, a, a, a certain you, character so. from a certain series makes an appearance, and they say what series it is. So I'm like, oh gee, I wonder. Yeah, that was this week's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it even then it's still interesting. There's a I got a lot of questions about that that whole sequence. Yeah. The good thing is I haven't been spoiled as to the actual character yet, but you know, I've heard, I know what series they are from and stuff like that. It's just like, you know, yeah, yeah. you want to, you want the, you want the clicks and stuff, but come on people. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no respect for time period. Mm. I mean, for us, yeah, we, we would have talked about it. If we were all caught up, we would have talked about it. But the show doesn't drop, you know, the show doesn't get dropped until well over 48 hours from when the show airs. Yeah. So, so for us, it's, it's a, it's a safety thing. Right. And everybody knows going into the show that you're, we're talking about it. Right. Um, another thing I actually did like about this episode was um, not just the Grogu backstory, but there's a lot of other little tidbits of lore that we get in this. We learn a lot. We learn more about the way the um, Mandalorians live now. Like when they have when they go to eat, we've seen um, Din Djarin sip soup through from the bottom of his helmet or something like that. But uh, they all re- acknowledge that, yeah, they have to take their helmet off to eat. So they all disappear, except for whoever's leading the party gets to stay by the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Little things, it's just little things like that that um that it was kind of cool that, that gives you a little more um idea of the way their culture works. Yeah, it, it, it's it's intriguing. Um, but I mean, the way she was talking to to the armor was talking to Grogu. Even it, it, you, it almost felt like there was some brainwashing going. On. Yeah, I well, yeah, I think that's part of the deal with the. Yeah, I mean, it's kind. It is you know, the word culture has been mentioned. 
Yeah, the whole thing where every time they say something, it's like, this is the way. And everybody else has to repeat it. Right. This is the why. Oh, and the certain, you know, the certain rules are, are you know. Yeah. But I, but I think it's funny, too, that they, they mention, um, you know, when the kid goes, well, how come he doesn't have a helmet? Grogu's too young. He's not earned one yet. But it, it's that scenario. Okay, he's too young. But age-wise, he's older than the kid. <laughs> age-wise, yeah. he's older than Mando. You know, at this point in time, being 52, 54 years old. Yeah. But, but it's the way. It's actually passed in the series. Uh, it did say it's. It was almost two years between um, the last season and this season. Yeah, he was so, with, so with at Skywalker this, for almost two years. So at this point in time, we are seven years past the the fall of the second Death Star. Approximately, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas when the series started, we were about five years. So at this point in time, we're twenty three years away from Force Awakens. Yeah. The cool thing though that um that makes it um a lot more sense that something like Navarro, the changes we've seen on Navarro. Okay, it's been two years since we've been there. That I mean, that's still a lot of changes there, but it makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, what we saw was only one one part of of Navarro. So yeah, the rest could still be the same. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're seeing the, the the original port city of Navarro grow. And really become a, a spaceport, major spaceport now. So, um, was there a favorite moment? And I know, Derek, this is going to be hard for you. Is there, is there a favorite <laughs> moment from the episode that you guys enjoyed? I'll pick them. I guess if I had to pick one, hmm. For Mine me, would have to be um, the duel where Grogu actually looks and Mando says, because Mando knows going into the duel what's going to happen. Right. Because he knows what Grogu can do. No one else has seen this yet. Well, by the so, way, I didn't realize they had paintball in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he looks at Grogu and says, go for it, kid. <laughs> Grogu does the whole flip up and over and hits him three times all at once. Yeah. For me, I think, go ahead, Dark. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I, I was going to say, I think for me, the actual, my, the one moment I did like was um, when Grogu was rescued and you know, the whole chase scene was fun. And then they, they go, then they wind up going to, uh, the, uh, taking the Naboo starship out yeah. to escape. I was going to say the whole order 66 sequence. Yeah. I, I really enjoy. I loved seeing the, um, Naboo private yacht. It's the yeah, exact too. same ship. Well, it's not the same ship, but it's the same class ship and everything that, um, right. Anakin and Padme used. I well, love the it, silver, those chrome ships. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, I, I was going to say it was the same. It was the same model. It wasn't the same model used in Attack of the Clones, but it was the same model that they used in uh, Revenge of oh, the Sith. Attack of the Clones one. Yeah, yeah. the one where um, Anakin and Padme were. Um, it's the one they took to Tatooine. Okay. Well, it's also the same one that they use in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's when, when she Pad- Padme goes to Mustafar. Yeah, it's her private yacht. Yeah. People were trying to say. I, I saw the same. Oh, it's the same ship from Phantom Menace. No, 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 it's not. No, it is not because Phantom Menace was a much bigger ship. Uh, that yes, was that was, was the start. That I was actually, I actually have a playset from that. It's a and it's a three foot long playset ship, and it is definitely not the same. Uh, was, was this a Hasbro? Uh, yes, three and three quarter inch. Oh, lucky you mm-hmm. having the red droid. Mm-hmm. I want that droid. <laughs> I really want that droid. <laughs> Um, I almost wish they did the 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 yacht ship as well. I kind of do too. I would I wouldn't mind getting that. So, 
but um, then I'm going to go the reverse. Moment y'all hated the show. <laughs> Just one, Derek. Um, honestly, I hated. I I didn't. I don't, no, I can't say. I'm not going to say I hated. That's that's a strong word. But I was I was not a fan of the whole pterodactyl bird creature thing. I thought it was interesting for this particular story. What I didn't like was at the end of, oh, we brought you three more foundlings. Yeah, that is like that went pulled off like he was pulling a joke, a prank on him or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, really? That's the part I disliked. It did make me wonder just how big is Bo Katan's ship? Yeah, but who's to say that those those uh, the babies couldn't be trained and they become mounts? Oh, I'm sure that's what's going to end up happening, but possibly I mean, it's possible. Uh, bad batch. Let's get into some bad batch. Okay, this is gonna be even harder to talk about now that we've actually seen the finale, or I have. I'm I'm gonna need some refresher. <laughs> Can't remember last week's bad batch. I saw it, but I, all of the episode I, guides are up. Hang on. Are they? Yeah, they put up all, they're all up there now. So let me go to starwars.com. Of course, put them up after everything at least. See, I don't like that. I don't like that one thought. Oh, there it is. So that was tipping point was last week. It was another, um, it was another crosshair episode. Oh, yes. was it? The, uh, um, it was the one with, um, Rex and all those guys. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yep. All right. So I got the Good trivia guy. Um, what was it? Hauser and, um, Gregor or Hauser? Hauser and Hauser Gregor. Working yeah. with, um, uh, Rex. Uh, now the planet that they go to uh, is Almora, which first appeared in uh, Star Wars: Dark Empire Two, the, the Legends comic from Dark Horse. I thought she was first in Willow. Oh wait, that was Bavmora. Uh, but the but the planet had also been dropped many times in various episodes of Clone Wars. This is the planet's first on screen appearance. <clears throat> we get another famous world in this week's two part episode. Yeah. Um, and then the Imperial Benzanti cruiser uh, is just, you know, it's, it's the same one that we saw in um, Rebels. Is this the one that had the, was this the cruiser that had the uh, hyperspace disruptor in it? I don't remember what the interdictor. No. Now that you say that. The interdictors look specifically, they actually have the, um, if I remember right, the ones they've shown have a um, Star Destroyer look to them, the diamond sh- shape, but they have the a big giant um, dome on the front of it, or the dish. Yeah. Right, right. Of the projector. Uh, Three dishes, actually. Yeah. Then uh, the design of the Remora is based on the Maison Martinet uh, ship that uh, originally Finn was loading into when the attack of uh, Takanada was happening of Maz's castle. Yeah. The thing is with that, with that shot, it's like, you know, they designed that entire ship. You never actually see enough of it to know what it actually looks like. <laughs> right. But, but now you story group is saying this is it, what it is. Yeah. Uh, pod ship thing that comes off the side of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Rex and is- if you put concept art for this, it looks like that front um, is another um, shuttle, the bridge section. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rex's efforts against the Empire and his building of Network of Clones has been uh, a constant throughout the series. Here we start to see the culmination of the forces he's been marshalling. Now, with Echo's help, uh, familiar faces are Hauser from season one, Rescue on Ryloth, and Gregor. 
uh, seen last season in War Mantle. And who is a major character in Rebels, too. Yep. I should uh, just watch the finale of that again. I loved how uh, Hemlock brings in the ITO droid. Dr. Ball. Dr. Yeah. Ball. But we get to see it more in action with Crosshair. Yeah. And very, very wild what goes on with that. Uh, that's all from the trivia gallery. Uh, no, I didn't look through the um, concept art gallery. Is it the same? Is it probably all the same stuff that they showed the. Um, or no, no, no. They don't show it at the end of Bad Batch. No. Mando, they show the concept art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked how. Um, Crosshair escaped from from his capture, only to get recaptured again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we also see. I, I thought this was entertaining. Omega in her flying lesson with with Tech. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, Omega. Every episode is getting more and more turning into. She's as much an adult as they are, as much a soldier yeah. as they are. It's about yeah. yeah, without soldier programming, she's got all the skills you can tell. Yeah, well, I, I love her. I love her line. I'm getting better, right? The collision she, alarms haven't gone off once. Of course, <laughs> Tech follows up with. That's because they shorted out a few few flights ago. <laughs> um, hey, it lands and it's still got all of its wings. Yeah. And, uh, well, then of course, uh, Echo is coming to to recruit the team to help with with this rescue stuff, and um, you know, of course, she and Echo race to the platform, and Tech's like, no, 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 no. Too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm starting to dig Hemlock a little bit more as as a villain in this. Yeah, I am hoping. Which yeah. I, I don't see them doing it. I'm because ho- um, if you watch Clone Wars Rebels, is like they always get the really evil, nasty Imperial that ends up switching and becoming a good guy. I don't see them doing this, this with Hemlock. There ain't, no. There's no way they're flipping this guy. Uh-uh. They better not. And it, I remember um, toward, remember towards the beginning of the series this season, I was talking about how it was like, they're all one-off episodes. There's really not much. It's like they flipped the switch about halfway through the season. All of a sudden, everything is building. Right. Almost like they were paying attention to all of us. But it was we know it was all filmed <laughs> and ready before that. Yeah, they're right. probably you know there because you know there's people at Lucasfilm that listen to all of these different podcasts and stuff and just because they're Star Wars fans like we are. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. those guys wrote Bad Batch, knew the whole thing, and we're sitting there laughing, saying, "Ha ha, wait for this, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming." Just give it a minute, but they can't say anything. Right, and and I'm gonna say I'm gonna take advantage right now. All you smugglers there at Lucasfilm, hi, hi from Wookiee Radio. Glad you're listening. Oh, oh, we we express the same thing to all our smugglers who are listening. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, and if you DM us directly, no one else has to know you contacted us. <laughs> this is true too. This is the way. I mean, I, I will say I've I've had a moment where I had a Disney Imagineer contact me and tell me that they loved how much they enjoyed Mighty Marvel Geeks. Yeah. Oh, really? On my company email. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is cool. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't contact me. Well, no, as long as you're just enjoying listening to the show, that's one thing. If it enjoys specific ideas, that is something that may have come from being in the company. That's different. It there there was a, a moment of oh, this is cool. To what did I uh-oh. say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I don't have to worry about what I say on here because I mean I'm not legally bound to the mouse. <laughs> True, but. Because I am, y'all, y'all have taken upon yourselves to, to help. Um, any, I need to step away for a quick second. But favorite moments of the show or of this episode? Well, as I said, when um, when uh, um, Crosshair escaped and then he ended up just getting recaptured. Yeah, it was. It was not only that, but it was it was interesting to see 
it was kind of like a battle of wits in a way, and to see somebody outwit Crosshair was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed um, the opposites in this episode. When you got the opposites of um, the island and Pabu there, and the Omega and everybody having this great time living on this island and learning about life outside of the fight. Right. And it, opposed with all the stuff happening in Tantus with um, the clones being um, caught, kept prisoner and uh, going through torture and all this stuff. I liked the opposites in this episode and how well they worked off of each other. Yeah. 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 The two different, yeah. the two parallel storylines that are in opposite directions of emotional spectrum. Uh, for me, it was, it was the whole, whole thing with um, Crosshair, more of the internal struggle with him of he's yeah, now yeah. realizing more of his more. mistakes and how Hunter, Tech, Echo were actually a, lo- a lot more right than than they thought than he thought, and that he he was so narrow focused on you know duty and loyalty, and that the Empire is just going. We don't care. We're going to use you and abuse you. Oh, I never even noticed this. I, I totally forgot about this. With what's coming up this week, and you see um, Crosshair actually enacts Plan 88. So they do have all these different plans for things that um, that just have numbers for the plan. Yeah. And this week, that, that comes into play again with with a different plan. Yeah. So uh, anything else we're missing? Well, we're going to cover a lot of this next week also. So Yeah. But I I am enjoying Wayland. I'm enjoying um, seeing Mount Tantus and the fact that they're using that now since um, really Mount Tantus was an integral part of Star Wars coming back into the mainstream in the early 90s. And the planet Wayland had a major part of the um, what's called the Thrawn trilogy from the early 90s books. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, had a lot had um, a little bit of issues with that because I remember a lot of people didn't like that clone Jedi Master and stuff. Oh, yeah. That whole part of the storyline, a lot of, there were people that were not fans of it, but I thought I enjoyed the whole thing, especially when there was nothing else out there. As long as you, I mean, unless you're like reading the West End games, um, adventure guides and stuff. Right. Other what than are you that, talking there was about? No, there was a time when there was no Star Wars? The dark times. <laughs> you think yeah. the Empire just affected um, the Star Wars universe? <laughs> Didn't it? it always, it's always funny about about the uh, our dark times when when we didn't have any Star Wars because we didn't we didn't it wasn't like a time brief time period where they just didn't put anything out. It we thought Star Wars was, was done. done. Yeah, yeah. Which is, and really, if you think, it wasn't that long. I mean, for us, true, yeah, and not knowing what was going on except from like magazines, it felt a lot longer because you got to think, Droids and Rebels. Um, oh, excuse me, Droids and Rebels started what eighty four? Yeah. So the eighty four, eighty five was Droids and Rebels and um, the Ewoks. Droids and Ewoks and, and the Ewoks, Ewoks movies for another season into like um, eighty six. So it was like eighty five, eighty six when the last media. It was happening. No, you had the two Ewok movies as I, well. I know. The Ewok movies, I think 86 was the second one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, so, I believe so. 91 was the first book. So it was only like four or five years. But I mean, that, that's a large that's a large time in Star Wars because since 99, we've not had anything, had even one year that didn't have something. Right. <laughs> well, since 91 even, because because of books coming out so often and Dark Horse picking up the comics license, there was co- new content coming from 91 all the way to now. Right. That, is that when Dark Horse took over the Star Wars license for comics? It was sometime in the 90s. Because Marvel ended their run in the, the mid-80s. Uh, 84, 85. Yeah. When did, um, when did uh, Dark Forces come out? I believe that was the first uh, Dark Horse, wasn't it? I'm searching right now. Uh... 
Dark Forces books were the first ones. Dark Horse. Dark Empire, whatever it was. Dark Horse started. I think uh, it was after the Thrawn trilogy started up. Dark Horse began publishing comics in 86, uh, but started with Star Wars Dark Empire in 1991. That was it. Dark Empire. Yeah. So they launched the same time as um, Del Rey and um, Penguin started with the novels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Star Wars wasn't gone totally. West End Games was steadily putting content out the entire time up through the mid-90s. Yeah, but most people weren't. Yeah, a lot of people had no idea that it existed. Right, Even right, though right. I have a shelf of books sitting over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting. Uh, Dark Horse did Dark Empire from 91 to 92. And yeah. the next Star Wars series didn't come out until Star Wars Droids, the Talibut. Calabar uh, Adventures in 94. There was a year with no Star Wars comics. Or two, mm. Almost okay. two years. That one didn't even take off that well. That one did okay. I, don't th- I think the Star Wars, what kicked off the Star Wars, I mean, Dark Empire was strong. Dark Empire 2 was strong. But what I think really kicked off the Star Wars comics was Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. That really got, because um, the books were hidden strong by that point. Actually, with continuing the story past Return of the Jedi, and then you had um, the comics going way before. I, I think Rogue Squadron, actually. Was that before the Tales? Yeah. Star Wars Tales came in 99. Tales of the Jedi? You sure? Star Wars Tales. No, no, no. It was the Tales of the Jedi comics. Hang on. That was the miniseries. Tales of the Jedi miniseries came out in 93, 93, 94. Because yeah, that was one with Nomi Sunrider and all those ones. It was a couple thousand years in the past with XR Kuhn and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those came out right on the heels of the Dark Empire series. Like I said, it was, it was like um, Lucasfilm worked, t- talked to Dark Horse a little bit into the novels and or they were working together enough that, okay, well, here, this is going to be way before Star Wars is all your novels or your comics and your novels will be all the stuff after Empire or after Jedi. Right. right. Except for like Dark Empire. Dark Empire was after Jedi. Yeah. But for a while there, for a couple of years, they had a pretty decent cohesive story for the, like about 10 years going that without major um, mess ups with um, continuity and stuff. Eventually it got so big that there was pro- there was stuff that crisscrossed and didn't quite match right. But you didn't get that until you started to get into the prequel timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that I think they kind of had to um, set legends into what they did because there was so much content out there that even the people at Lucasfilm were having a hard time figuring out, remembering what did what at what point. <laughs> right. But they, there was so much content. But also to remember um, when it comes to legends for the EU, as we have said many, many times, even George came out and said it's not canon. That was the, yeah, that's the whole point of those different levels of canon. You had G level canon and all those other things. So none of that was canon to what was being done in the in the movies. Exactly. So yeah, you could kind of think of it as in like DC's Elseworlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the book the books and from Del Rey and Penguin made up their own canon. The comics had made up their own canon. Sometimes they intertwined together. Sometimes they didn't. Um, but none of them were with uh, with the films. Now everything's with the films. Yeah. Mm. So, or, or with the series. I mean, it's still not, um, it's still, it still gets a little muddy here and there, depending on what it is. Right. I mean, they have retconned a little bit. Um, yeah. Like the Keenan tale with bad batch as opposed to the, the Keenan comic. Right. Minor, but still, but that's not, um, like a complete 
and total surprise. These are like them doing a, a TV different than the comics. Right. But what it, it's not a surprise that it happened, but it's one of those scenarios where it's like y'all didn't look at what you had already authorized as right. canon when you went to do this. Which isn't that the whole point of like story group? That was supposed to be the whole point of story group. But then again, we're also talking Bad Batch is um, Cloney's baby, just like Clone Wars, yeah. just like Rebels. You got to look mm-hmm. at the. Um, so, like, it, like we've said before, also, you got to look at size of audience. Yeah. Right. So at this point, at this point in time, it's going to be if Filoni says, I'm going to retcon it, it gets retconned. Exactly. You got to think, like I said, in size of audience, the Bad Batch on Disney Plus, over the length of time that people watch it, you get a couple million people probably will see these episodes. Whereas with the comic books, you got what, maybe 10,000? Something like that. Maybe. I mean, that's probably a large number, but still, it's still the idea that there's magnitudes of difference between the amount of people that you're aiming your content at. Right. The comic books are going for your hardcore Star Wars fans. But but when all of that, but when you have, but when you have a, a unofficial group like our friends over at Wikipedia. Yeah compiling all this to help story group keep things straight as what's canon what's not canon or you know here's the canon backstory here's the legends backstory um and they're helping maintain the two um if you go there like a lot of fans do they would have gotten the backstory that came from the comics it could also be just a time they're like you know what this is um close enough to what the story was you know instead of taking the time to look it all up move forward and let's get this going you know yeah right which like you said it doesn't really hurt anything yeah the story might be a little different but it could also be you just go back to obi-wan explained all this way back in the um original new hope it's all from a certain point of view yeah from a certain point of view this is the way it happened from someone else saw it from a different direction well this is what they saw happen well and there wasn't there really wasn't I mean, some of the changes were minor, but it was, it was for those who have read the comics, you, you, I knew I was able to catch what, what the subtle changes were. Uh, Derek, I think you said the same thing because you, you had read the books as well. Yes. No, I never, I never read okay. that one. Okay. But I mean, some of the changes, cool. I'm okay with no big deal because I understand. Well, I remember the major change was the fact that just Bad Batch is not in the Canaan book. Correct. If I remember, a lot of the scenes, the way they did it was very similar to what was in the book anyway. Yes. Uh, but there, there were some, mi- there were some minor changes. Yeah. Um, so, but again, like said, it, no, it could be no biggie. And the concept was, was, I mean, if you're going to figure retail, if you're going to retcon it to incorporate the bad batch into it. Okay, cool. I just wish they had left some, some factors the same, like what, what the troops were, you know, what the particular troops wearing, you know, armor wise. But again, it's also being told from Kanan's point of, you know, in the book, in the comics is being told by his point of view. And with that being traumatic, he may not be completely accurate. Mm-hmm. What he remembers. And so, also from a practical right, standpoint, yeah. the um the television series has to use the models they have, right? Which um no one had ever thought of anything like that until they um until you had the Clone Wars, which was so open and honest with the makers of the show on what went into making something like this, right? Because I don't remember any cartoons before that where you had that kind of access to the people actually making the show, right? Not just Star Wars. I'm talking any shows in general. 
And it would tell you straight up, hey, this is we did we had to do it this way because of this, this, and this. Sometimes, a lot of times, it was straight up money. The Obi Wan or Anakin didn't. They looked almost exactly the same for the entire season. That's because it was expensive to actually make it draw them a different way because they're doing it all on computer. Right. They weren't. If they're hand drawing it, you could do whatever you want. Right. But the computer modeling has to be done a certain way. Yeah. And even now, it costs less to do it, but still the same idea. Yeah, you can reskin models, but if you want it to look really good, you need to take time and you end up using the same models over. That's why if you notice between seasons, a lot of things change, but during the season, you don't get a whole huge changes. Right. It's not just drawn artwork. It's actually, there's a frame inside and muscles and everything else already built into these things. That's the way the computer works. Right. So. Well, any final thoughts, guys? Um, yes, I did have one final thought. I, I saw earlier, um, this evening, one second, let me get it up here. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's this kind of cool thing I saw from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the Bradford Extreme Exchange, which is like a big collectible thing. They have these cute little, uh, collectibles. Hmm? You were looking yes. at the expensive collectibles. Oh yes, um, but they have these cool, these cute little, um, this cute little snow globe. It's actually uh, Grogu in his pram, and like the the glass of the snow globe is the exposed part of the pram where you see see Grogu, Grogu. Oh, cool! And it's just it's really cute. Oh, cool! Oh, cool. And yes, it is kind of expensive at ninety dollars, but yeah. Just yeah. that was cute. That was that actually reminds me of one another thing. Uh, where did I see it? Was it? No, it's not there. Oh, on StarWars.com, they actually um, another in collectibles. Mike, that you didn't get was they put out their list of exclusives at the Celebration Store. But you get to the bottom of it, and actually, you you mentioned snow globes. They actually have it's not a snow globe, but they have an Ewok Village terrarium they're selling. Oh wow! Yeah, so I got dropped in the chat real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember seeing that. Yeah, Ken, you have any final thoughts? There you go. Uh, not really, but yeah, I was looking at the some of the stuff that they're selling at the Celebration Store exclusively is awesome. Yeah, they have Ewok nesting dolls because they've got a bunch of Ewok stuff because it is the 40th anniversary of um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so there, there was some, there was some all very Star cool Wars, stuff. All Star Wars man cave bars need this. They have the um, Rancor bottle opener that you mount to the wall. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's so very cool. Um, it hits me in the 80s heart that they're putting out of Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary denim jacket with the patches all over it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, if there's no other final thoughts, going once, going twice. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! <laughs>